This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Shalom Aleichem, everyone. I just wanted to mention how special it is that Rabbi Dr. Agustin and I started writing this safer in the year... It must be the year 2011, no, 2013, when I was in Toronto and he was in Los Angeles and we were learning uh, remote through uh, through uh, 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 the sugyas of uh, Suadaka and to put out a safe is not a simple thing. And we, were, we worked hard and we always kept in touch in order to keep the safer going, especially when I moved back to Los Angeles, that helped out a lot. And we want to have a special mention to Rabbi Ariel Lovadia, who really was instrumental in, in getting this safer out to uh, to uh, to fruition. And Siyat Adishmaya came out exactly the time that Daf Yoimi does these studios once every seven years. So that, that's a special Siyat Adishmaya. So we saw this as a as a simon min that we should be... Um, we should be um, spreading some of the some of the chidushim, some of the yesodis, some of the uh, some of the concepts that are here. Because this this subject is a mace mitzvah. Most of the subjects here, Lalena, nobody should know of, but they come up sometimes. And when they come up, it's crucial to get proper guidance because one thing a person doesn't want is to do something that's against halacha and something that could have been avoided. So we're blessed to have Rabbi Dr. Agassi, who's not only a Talmud Chacham that's been giving Daf Yomi Shurim for many cycles, but, but he's also an extremely experienced and, and re- world-recognized urologist that has been just doing these operations and these procedures for years. So to have that, to have that, that, that expertise and bring it to light in a, in a, in, in, in a, in a halachic form, is something really, really unique and, and it's special and we hope that this safer is a contribution to bring up, to, to, to bring awareness to this topic and to really, uh, and to really be able to, to, uh, uh marbedas, really to be marbedas. And as once again, as I mentioned, that that it comes exactly around the time of Daf Yomi is, is something that is very special. So what we're gonna do is that I'm going to, I'm going to base this sheer on a few hearas from the daf, and I'm going to present some of the some of the different subjects, and and with, together with Dr. Agassiz is going to give a lot of the background, uh, medical background, and halachic background as well, and and he's going to mention also we're going to mention the opportunity that we had in going in, in going around uh, Rabbi Dr. Yaakov Agassiz is here as well, who 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 uh, who lives in Eretz Yisrael. And when and when the the we'll call it the Agassiz team was in Eretz Yisrael, they actually took a lot of the shilas. We prepared ten key shilas that are written in the Sefer Kalashem, and we went to key poiskim in Eretz Yisrael as well as in North America to get answers. And we'll share with you some of these key questions and answers that the and perspectives that the poiskim give on this uh, on this important subject. Okay, so. But before uh, before we get into some of the key shilas, there's basic biology that if somebody is learning the daf is going to encounter uh, significant problems. 
And it's, I'm going to start with the end of the daf, which is daf ayin heyam mit beis, two lines from the bottom. He stuck in Gufda, the Sheikh Vazera, the Afik Bimakam Khtan. There was a nice in Kupadisya that the that the tube of the Sheikh Vazera was clogged and and it came out in, in a place in, in instead it came out Bimakam Khtanim where somebody yearned from. And Rashi quotes the Gemara in the Khairis that says the following Nekev Shiroy Lohitsi Zera Nistam. So the hole where the Zera usually comes out of was clogged. And the Nekev would, would, the Nekev of, of the, of the Sheikh Vazera, instead of, it was clogged, so the Sheikh Vazera came out from the other Nekev, from the second hole of Sheikh Vazera. The Tanya of the Chayrus, that Mem Dalaran base, Shnei Nekav and Yesh Da'adam. Echad Maitri Shesed, Echad Maitri Sheikh Vazera, Ubenem Kiklipa Sashum. And there's in between both tubes, Kiklipa Sashum, a very, very minute amount. Now this is, this is very difficult. If anybody knows basic biology, and reads the Gemara Mechairis, and reads the Gemara Yavamis, so he's puzzled. What happened? We don't have two different uh, tubes. We have, we have one, one uh, a hollow uh, makim tube that the Sheikh Vazera and Meir Lion comes from. And the Chazaynish already discusses this in Evan Ezer Simon Yud Beis, uh, in our Sefer, it's page 18. And I'll just quote you what the Chazaynish says. I'll quote you from the Chazaynish. Lulay Divir Chazaynish would be very difficult to say this. This is what the Chazaynish says. Hinei, Kefiya Yadu al Piyaraifim, what is known according to medical knowledge, Hashadilim Nichnasim lo Aymek Aguf, Vaivim Lechatsi Keshes, Ache Nichnasim Lagid, Vaivim Derefagid, Vizarmim Lachutz. So they, they go in, in, the, in, the, in the depth of the body, they go around like a half a rainbow, and they, and they go outside. The Gemara, it seems to imply that there are two pathways. Like it says, Says the Chazinish. In this specific instance, nature has changed. Because we know there's only one shvil. Already mentions things that were nishtano. And and the and 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 the and the Chazanish goes on. I'm going to skip the next part that he says how he discusses with the Raifid, but in that same shtickle, he says the Gemara also doesn't discuss where the Shvilim, uh, where the Shvilim go into, and they don't discuss the Shvilim in the body, and therefore the Chazanish is a Chiddush, and it's one of the most fundamental Chidushim in Hilchis Psuadaka, uh, uh, is that the Shvilim that are absorbed in the body are not part of the Isra of Psuadaka. So that's the, that's the Chazanish. It's two separate things that I'm saying, and we're going to get back to that a little bit later when we talk about prostate uh, operations. <coughs> yeah, yeah, and I just wanted to mention one thing before we start the Mahalach of the Cheshava Eifoy, which is uh, Rav Padvit from London, Chelik Bey Simon Ches, and he he does not go with this at all. He says, There's no such thing. Chazal obviously knew that there was only one Shvil, and he brings Kama the Kamarayas that, that, that if a, if a Balkari, if he wasn't, if he didn't go to the bathroom before the Tahara, we're afraid that maybe Sheikh Vazir is going to come up from the same hole, from the Meirat line hole. So the Chazal knew 
that there was only one shvil. Obviously, the kavana of shnei nekavim is something else, and Dr. Agassiz is going to explain that a little bit more. But in order to explain that, he's going. We're going. To, you, you have to take a look at, at your sheets in page ten, and he and he's going to explain, uh, and he's going to hold it up to the camera as well, uh, as as. Um, as, as detailed as possible, how the how the biology. Page ten, the, the sheet I gave you in the back, in the back, it's the last page. Um, this is um, I'm showing you in the camera. The the arrow is pointing to the air, the ejaculatory duct that enters the prostatic urethra. This is the bladder, and we urinate through the urethra, right? And the prostate is right below the bladder. The ejaculatory, now, the, remember, the testicle in, in, in utero, uh, the testicle starts near the kidney and descends and eventually comes out through the inguinal canal, through your groin, down into your scrotum. There are children, but about 2% of children are born with an undescended testis. And we examine them, you don't know, feel it in the scrotum, but sometimes you feel it in the groin. And you do an operation to bring that testicle down because a testicle that is not in its proper location, the scrotum is three degrees less temperature than inside the body. And this, the spermatozoa cannot mature properly to form normal sperm. So, and there's also a higher incidence of cancer if you leave the testicle not in its normal location. So we do an operation to bring it down. Sometimes we don't find it in the groin, you find it in the abdominal canal. We do laparoscopy and you find the testicles. Usually those are really short. And they have to be, those testicles have to be removed. We'll discuss that when we talk about base office. But, so when the, when, the, when the testicle goes down into the scrotum, so it brings the blood vessels with it, and it brings that shviel called the, the vas deferens. When the, the 90% of the ejaculatory fluid is made by the prostate. But a small amount comes from the testis itself where, where the, the Sheikh Vazera itself is coming. It has to go through that shviel. The Khatsi Keshe that Chazonish is talking about because at the groin, it makes a turn and you can see in the picture that vast deference goes all the way around behind the bladder and joins the urethra at, at the level of the prostate. So it's there that the Gemara is talking about two shvili. And Keklipus Hashum because this, the space between the ejaculatory duct and the urethra, it's like a <coughs> tiny little area. So, the, so one of the one of the okay. I just want to mention if those uh, there's svarim around, where's the box of svarim? Take a look at page 110. There's actually a colored picture where there's a circle where the inside shvilim, according to the chazanish, would be, and the outside shvilim. It's actually okay. So the shvil, the the, the vast difference that's in the scrotum is clearly, if you cut both of those, that, when you, uh, about a million and a half men every year undergo contraception through vasectomy, where the doctor finds the shviel in the scrotum on both sides and cuts them. Then the sperm can, cannot be ejaculated through this ejaculatory net because it's been blocked in the level of the scrotum. That clearly makes you a psuadaka. The chidosh of the chazonish is, when the shvili make that turn in the inguinal canal and they're now inside the body and they join the ejaculatory duct here at the level of the prostate, if you cut the shvili there, you're not a psuadaka. 
Because the Torah didn't recognize that. The Torah only read the chuta beitzim that are in the kiss. Rashi says that in the, in the sugya there. The kiss is the scrotum. So, for example, I as a, a urological surgeon, I have to remove the prostate, the whole gland, when someone has prostate cancer. In doing that, you have to divide the ejaculatory duct. But that's the duct within inside the abdomen. The Chazoni says that was not considered an area where if you cut the shvilim, rather than the person of tzuadaka. If you cut it in the scrotum, in a chanami is a tzuadaka. But if you cut it inside, because these shvilim are not the ones that the Chazal were talking about, they didn't see it, it's not described as, as a nikis, it does not make you a tzuadaka. But, but it also describes the mitzvah of what this Rashi is talking about. That So for example, people have an enlarged prostate gland. We put them on medicine... <laughs> to open up, what does an enlarged prostate gland do? It squeezes off the urethra so it's hard to urinate. They have to push, they have to strain. Sometimes the urine can't come out, you have to put a catheter in. So we go, so you can give them medicine to relax that prostatic urethra. In those patients, many of them have what's called retrograde ejaculation. Normally when you ejaculate, this bladder neck will close completely and force the shikhlazera out, the path of least resistance. But if you're taking a medicine called Flomax or Eurotstrol, Rapiflow, the prostatic relaxes and the ejaculator dumps the, the Sheikh Lazar back into the bladder. And the next time they urinate, the Sheikh Lazar comes out. And that's what the Gemara is talking about, that sometimes if it gets obstructed, the, the Sheikh Lazar won't come out. It'll, it'll be retrograde ejaculation, which is how most of the post can understand that sugya. Now, you can still be moiling in that case. For example, there are cases of spinal cord injured patients, for example, they will have, they won't be able, they'll ejaculate sometimes into the bladder because of their nerve damage. But we can obtain the urine, spit it down, uh, wash off the shikhlazer and use that for in vitro fertilization. And they can be molding through that, that technology. Same thing in a man who has retrograde ejaculation through Flomax. But anyways, knowing this anatomy is the, is the machlokas between Nishtar and Now, the, the, so the would basically say, no, no, we know this anatomy. This is what it's talking about the Shkei not like look at the look at the picture ten. Look at the arrow. The air, page ten. So the arrow is pointing to the ejaculatory duct. That location, that Y, where the ejaculatory duct joins with the urethra, those are the two shvilim. There's one shvil for shikhvazera and one shvil for urine from the bladder to the. It, 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 there's one small little area where it's just urine. Now then, when they join. The, the pathway is the same for both zera and for urine. Right. Any yeah, part beyond the ejaculatory. Yeah. No, no, no. The more I talked about somebody who had these two shvilim and one got obstructed, right. and therefore the, it, it came out through the mokama, it came out through the mokama zera. So most explain it is referring to a case where one got. Where, where the where the zero went into the bladder retrograde and didn't come out directly. They didn't have the technology at that time to be able to recover the urine and use a centrifuge to spin it down. Today we can deal with such a with, with such a problem. But where it explains the shteshvili, Rabbi Brander. The, the, these are the two shvilim, and the chazonish. We don't have to come on to the to the answer of the chazonish to say that in the in the two thousand years since the time of Chazal. Uh, the Nishtanu Ativ and the anatomy changed. We'd be very hard pressed to say that. The Cheshav Eifot brings the proof that a Balkari is told to urinate 
before he goes into the mikvah to metire himself. Why? He might have a few drops of shikva zera at the tip of the urethra. Well, if you have zera in the tip of his urethra, even at the time of Chazal, they knew that the zera and the urine were coming out from the same shield. That's the Cheshav Eifot's proof. And the, the ramifications would be that according to the Cheshav Eifot, the, the place where Chazal were talking about Shuadaka of Shnei Shvilin was actually in the body. So he wouldn't have the leniency of the, of the Chazinish, which is going to make things obviously, uh, is going to, is going to make a, a different dynamic. By, by the way, let me, let me say again, we have many cases, you have a Baltruva, who had a vasectomy. He wasn't from, he was married, let's say, and he's got a new wife or the same wife, whatever, and now they will, and now they're, now they're a Baltruva. Well, technically, they're a Tsuadaka. They can't live with their wife. Uh, it's an instrument. Le'avob tzuadaka b'kal Hashem. It's like le'avob manzer b'kal Hashem. So Rav Moshe and Yehus Moshe wrote a famous tshuva that if he undergoes an operation where, where those shvilim were cut, but they do an operation called vasovasostomy, where under the microscope we identify the two ends of the cut vas and we sew them together. We use very fine suture. It's a four-hour operation. It takes a long time. But 90% of cases you can recover... Sheikh Vazera in the ejaculated sperm after the operation. According to Rav Moshe, he's Choyzer Lech Shelo Harisho. It's a huge chiddish. As long as you can prove at the end of the operation that there was Zera in the ejaculated fluid, he's Choyzer Lech Shelo 90% it works. Now, the pregnancy rate's only about 60%. Now, and not only that. In Rav Moshe's times, there was less. It was even less. But he said that you... you, you, you Mitzarich, that some people are not moiled anyway, so yeah. then he, that's how he got a right. Nowadays it's better, you're saying. The longer you go from when you had the vasectomy, the worse the pregnancy rate is. It means beyond seven years, the, 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 the fertility rate, you can recover the sperm, but the sperm don't work properly. Now, in today's... You're still not, you're not. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give the sperm why. Today, we have the technology of ICSI, intracytoplasmic sperm injection. They can now, as long as they can find one sperm, remember, there are 40 million sperm per ml, and the average ejaculatory fluid is 2 to 3 ml. So most, when you ejaculate, you have 150 million sheikh vazera. All you need is one to join with an egg. So today they can find, if they find one sperm, and you, you can inject it directly into the egg, and now it doubles, and I have an embryo, and that can be inserted into the woman, and they have a child. So the Gemara we just said in Yavon is Sri Schama. Sri Schama. It's someone who we know, Bidei, the Ptsudaka is when you rendered the damaged testicle through human act, surgical removal, a knife, something like that. If you're born with that, somebody's born with one testicle, which can happen. So that's considered Bidei Shaman. Now, Sri Schama is, I believe, a Kleinfelter syndrome. It's, a, it's XXY. Um, it's a chromosomal abnormality. You can identify these people. They're tall, long necks, very small testicles. They don't they don't go through puberty. So for all of my career, we were taught Kleinfelter syndrome are infertile. They have no sperm. But now with the advent of ICSI, Kleinfelter syndromes have undergone surgery where you go into the testicle, you take some tissue under the microscope in the OR, and you, as long as you can identify one sperm, they take it, and many Kleinfelter syndrome patients have now fathered children. Page 112 and 113 in the safe. Through ICSI, through this technology. So therefore, Rav Moshe says, as long as you've recovered some Sheikh Vazera, 
after the vasovasostomy, even though it's not a high count, in today's world where there's in vitro fertilization, that person can be moiled. We didn't go through the, the one of the reasons why the Milch, the Chinuch, and the Rabbah discussed why is Tzuadaka Osir? Because if you cannot be moiled, it's, it's bizoyan for the, for the marriage, and it's gonna be, it's gonna lead to Znus. So it was Mo's people were hired to be Shoimrim for the harems and for the kings. Uh, they were paid a lot of money to castrate themselves. That's something that's a, an abomination for, for, for a Kodesh Baruch So is, if you can be moly, says Rav Wish, if, if you, you're Jeremy I want to add the, uh, the, the one, the one, go ahead. And, so, and one example, that's one example. Yes. No, I, I, I gave the example of Sriskama because you were asking me about the vasovasostomy, and as long as you can recover any sperm, he, that person can be molded. I gave the Kleinfelter example because it used to be thought they had no sperm. If you do, a, if they do an ejaculated specimen, you will not find any sperm there. You can only find it when you do tezi or microtezi. These are procedures done when the, the, the <coughs> couples come to the doctor, they're infertile. By the way, the, the incidence of infertility in the, in the world in couples is about 10%. Do you know that today 10% of all children in Israel are born through in vitro fertilization? So 30 years ago when I started practice, those many of those infertile couples remained infertile. But today, the 10% that are undergoing in vitro fertilization are the 10% fertility. So virtually all are having to, there, there are cases where you might can't find any sperm when you do a tesi, when you do a testicular biopsy and, and, and you try to find sperm in that case. Like, so there will be client problems where you won't find them. And that's not Carl. That's like Avram Avinu, well, he was an islandist, but there are people that have, that have no ability to father children. Because you go into the desert and you can't find any sperm. Now, they're not a tzodaka. They're just an infertile couple. They're not rejected from the Yavot Tzodaka because they're infertile. Tzodaka is a physical abnormality that has to occur. The testicle has to be damaged or the chut. Now, I wanted, we were Zoichet to go to Rav Asher Weiss and to Rav Yisrael Zilberstein, Rav, um, Rav Yashar's son-in-law, who's one of the major, if not major medical posts in Israel, Rav Moshe Klein of Maine Yeshua. But I wanted to tell you the issue of when we visited Rav Yisrael Zilberstein. First of all, he's close to 90 years old. He had all of this material on his fingertips, on his fingertips, with a smile. You know, it reminded me of Shlomo Zalman who I was also Zoichet to go and ask Shilas to him in, in, in my day earlier. But Yisuk Zilberstein, when I talked to him about, because one of the questions we asked him is this issue of, if you had a vasectomy and it's reversed, he's Choyzer Lech does Rav Yisuk Zilberstein agree? So he took his glasses off to me and he said to me, like, he looked at me very strange. He said, because I said that there were people who were Choylek on Rav Moshe. Remember, in Rav Moshe's time in the 50s, 60s, many of the Israeli boys came argued with Rav Moshe on a lot of psaq. The issue of, can you even use, can you even do in vitro fertilization? Of course, the Satmar Shita said you couldn't. It was considered mamzerous if you used a, a zera that didn't belong to the husband. Rav Moshe said, since there's no Maisabiyah, there's no mamzerous. Huge machlekes. There were machlekes in your day. Remember Zaya. Rav Moshe had one opinion, the Israeli person had other opinions. And many of the halava, So I asked Rav Silverstein, what people So he took his glasses off and said, he looked at me very sternly. And he said, argue with Rav Moshe. He said, my father-in-law, Rav Yashif, told me directly that there were three people in the 20th century 
that you that we are not choylekon. And if you're choylekon them, it's leitzonus haTorah. It's mockery of the Torah. He said the Stipler, Ravon Kotler, and Rav Moshe Feinstein. We we. In our generation, we may not argue with them. In the previous generation, they were alive with Rav Moshe. They argued with him, but in, uh, we, in our generation, we may not argue with Rav Moshe. So uh, that was a, a huge, was a very nice. I just want, I, I just want to, I want to, I want to, I want to bring out one thing that in, the, in this we reserve in the safer to understand things that 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 the place can speak about. One of the big machlekesin, one of the central machlekesin that there is in Hilchas Ptuah Daka, is the Gemara in Daf Ayin Hey tells us. The dafka, if a dafka is dafka with bidei adam, the lay bidei shamayim. That means if bidei shamayim had happened, that means we'll see what that means exactly. Then he's not considered a tsua dafka. And Ramayshin is true, explains that that it, 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 we understand if it, the reason is not only because of Moilid, it's because it's a disgusting act, but it wasn't his fault. There wouldn't the Torah didn't answer tsua dafka. Then then the 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 shita of the Rambam. Is that even if he's, if it's a chayli, even if it's, it's a sickness that happened to one of the testicles that has to be removed, that's also called bidei shamayim. However, the rush argues, and the rush holds that a chayli is not called bidei shamayim, it's called bidei adam. Obviously, you understand on your own there are huge ramifications to this machlai. Yes? The Rambam. The Rambam. The Rambam. So, so for example, if you have cancer of the testicle or an infection of the testicle and the surgeon decides you must remove it, so according to Rambam, that disease that caused you to remove it still makes it bidei shamayim, not bidei adam. But the, the Rosh said that no, if you removed it, it's bidei adam. Right, and and the the, the Paiskim seem to, many Paiskim seem to side lahachmir like the Rosh. So this leads us to a problem that 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 any chayli is called is called Bidei Adam, not Bidei Shemaim. Rashi says, what's Bidei Shemaim? If lightning struck. So the place can discuss that there are steers. In other places in Rashi, seems to say, Chayli does make a person Bidei Shemaim. So one of the answers that we found in the Sefer Piskei Arid, one of the Rishayim, is that that when we were talking about a Chayli Bidei Shemaim that was considered a, that Chayli that was considered a Bidei Shemaim, that was talking about a Srizcham. And the way that Dr. Agustin uh, explained it with the Kleinfelder syndrome is that it's something that affects the whole body. It's not something that's centralized to that area itself. Mo- it's actually, it's something that, that, that the whole person has that liquid. There is another Mahalach of the Ein Yitzchak that seems to say the opposite, and that in the Sefer we discussed. But I just wanted to bring out some of these medical concepts. We understand much better what the Chilukim would be in Lundis based on, based on these places. Like so, monks. You know, the current generation doesn't get months because MMR is a vaccination that most of, but in my day, there was no MMR vaccination. I had months. One of the, in months, your, your parotid gland would swell. It's a viral infection. So it's an infection that affects kolagoof. In a certain percentage, the testicle, you get mumps or chitis. So that's beautiful, like the rib. He describes a systemic illness that affects the testicle, as opposed to, let's say, somebody that struggled that has testicular cancer, which is localized in the testicle. That would be a problem between the Rambam and the Rosh. But a systemic illness, we brought diabetic ketoacidosis. There's a case where if you have, somebody has very bad diabetes and they get septic and one of their testicles becomes infected because of that. So that's again an example of a systemic illness that localizes to the testicle, but, but which would be the snafkamina that we've, we've just described. Okay. The safer call Hashem. <laughs>
there is the first safer ever written on this subject. According to this, yes, we're suggesting. Let me. Okay. We write in the beginning. But we need to solve Rabbi Brander's thing. The Gemara. But the, the problem with the Rosh goes away. If you look at page 17, if you look at page 17, the Gemara says, See where they underline. So there's a machlokas panoim, whether or not, if you remove one testicle, are you a tzudak or not? So the Tarakama said you are, and Rabbi Yishmael, the Nashim of Yachimah said you're not. And then we'll talk about this Toysus, Toysus brings Rabbi Nutan, that if the Vad Shal Yamin, either you read it Shleimin, or Shal Yamin. Okay? And we'll get into that a little bit more in detail, but look at the Halach, Psukha, Psak Halach on the bottom. The Shukrav says, if Nechwesu Abetzi Mo'achas Mehem, Harez Epposu, not like the one who is matir beitz achas, referring to the Rabbi Nutan. Shalimin could be read shleimin whole, that the testicle was removed whole, as opposed to chopping up into parts. Versus shalimin, it means as long as you leave the right testicle, and and the doctors were were warned to remove the left testicle, he would be kosher. So even the Ramah, the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, Paskin, that if you had one testicle removed, you're a Beit Sa'achas. So, but, but, Mikomakom, HaPoskim Achronim, La'arach Ador, is not to Lahakel. Hecha dechazin an demoilim, Vekach kosu lo'amarshal, Da'afa Rambam lo'iposol al'echa dusu lo'amoilim. Rambam only Paskin, only if you can't be moilim. Here, this is the Yom Shul Shlomo writing. Mashakorsi Machshav HaRoifim, that which the doctors cut, and remove the testicle. Machmasa Evan. Now, Evan means stone, stone disease. Now, remember, the Marshal lived 1600. He lived after the Ramon. Now, there were surgeons then. You don't cut the testicle if you have a stone, but patients with a kidney stone, there's referred pain to this testicle. Remember I told you in the beginning that embryologically the testicle starts close to the kidney, then it descends and it drags the dra- drags, drags the nerve endings down. So when patients come to the emergency room complaining of kidney stone pain, they have pain on their side and they tell you that the pain is in the testicle. Maybe in the time of Marshall, people thought that they had to operate on the testicle to take care of a kidney stone. That's just my uh, my understanding. Evan. Usually when they're talking about heaven, it refers to, they had kidney stones in that time. No, he did the hard mass of kidney, the uh, uh, <laughs> cancer. Could be. Right. Oh, Shvira Now that's a hernia, an inguinal hernia. Now, most men, if they get an inguinal hernia, they get it in their groin. Now why is that? Because we said again, <laughs> the testicle descends, goes through an opening in the abdominal wall down into the scrotum. That's a weak spot for the abdominal wall. So if you lift 100 pounds, you get a hernia, it, it comes out in that area. So what do you, why do you have to cut the testicles? So let's say somebody had a hernia, and it recurred, and it recurred a third time. Sometimes the surgeons will recommend to the patient, we need to remove your testicle. Why? Because the, the stomatic vessels and the cord are going through that hole. 
So when they, when they repair their hernia and they try to make it tight, they can only make it so tight. If they otherwise, they're going to cut off the blood supply to the testicle. So many times they'll just remove the testicle and they can put a mesh there and completely close off the hernia. So now we understand. I'm sure a lot of people, when they read this marshal and they said, because of Shvira Sagu. I don't know if they understood what that meant. Well, we've now given a medical understanding what the marshal meant by today the Roifim are cutting the testicle because of Shvira Sagu. The Yoyli Latakin Adovrahati, Ubebiru Shiyoyli Veda Makakan Lachutim. The doctors know very carefully how to do an inguinal hernia repair and not damage. I've been called many times as a urologist by a general surgeon who's repairing a hernia, and by accident he cut the shviel, and I have to come in and repair it. So today, so what, when we do a hernia repair, you're very careful that we're not going to kill the shviel. What that means is we dissect it carefully, move it away, and we do what we need to do without damaging that. That's exactly what the marshal said this 400 years ago. The Tolui, here's the three most important words. Tolui b'chachmas ha-refuah. This halacha of whether someone is moilin or not is Tolui b'chachmas ha-refuah. And therefore, in Yadenu Apostle Kalik Rabon of Cherim. And therefore, the, the children are kosher. They're not a tzuadaka. So Rabbi Randra, I was saying, even according to the Rosh, that says that if you have a testicular cancer and, and, and you remove it, and he held that that was considered bidei adam, it's only one testicle that you removed. We know today that the fertility of a man with one testicle is exactly the same. In Ka'al Hashem, I bring multiple sources and articles. We're going to get to that in a moment. I, I want to give a but but the art, I, I, I have cited many articles in Ka'al Hashem showing that the fertility of a man with one testicle is exactly the same as the fertility of a man with two testicles. It was always in ground. There was a swore, remember? What, what was the swore to say that if you remove one testicle, you'd be a Pitsuadakas? Because maybe your koya choylod is somewhat reduced. Just like we know it, if you remove one kidney, your crapping is exactly the same. If you remove one testicle, your fertility status is exactly the same. And there's multiple articles in Kalashem that's documenting that. So if it's Tolim Chachmo Saroifim, it was incumbent upon me as a Roshdeh in Kalashem to, to say that a man with one testicle has the same fertility. So even according to Shita Sarosh, that removal would be Bidei, would be they ought to, but that's only removing one testicle. The incidence of testicular cancer bilaterally is extremely rare. I've never seen a case. But it, it has occurred, but extremely rare. Usually when a testicle has to be removed, there's one testicle. Yes. So I want to back. You're reading the rush. In the world of the in the world of the culture of Vietnam, they say it's called that a lot. So in the world of Vietnam, the world of Vietnam is really not. So you have a rush that's into this. So. I want to I want to backtrack because there's been many 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 concept, concepts that have been spoken about and I want to ground everything down so we understand where we're at. We started off by saying discussing the biology of of where these shvilin are and the ramifications of this biology is whether 
there is an Isra of Tzuadaka on, inter, on the internal Shvilim, which, by the way, I just want to mention, the Shevet Alevi says, the Halach Lemaisa, we are making like the Chazanish. Our Kashas, as we mentioned, but Lemaisa, we are making like the Chazanish. The internal Shvilim. That's number one. Number two, number two, we discussed a machloikis, a very central machloikis between the Rosh and the Rambam, whether a Ptsuadaka is, a Ptsuadaka that the Gemara says, Bidei Shamayim, is not called a Ptsuadaka, does that include a Chayli as well? The Rosh holds, it does not include a Chayli, and the Rambam holds, it includes a Chayli. There are many chubas of the Paiskim, how we paskin exactly on this Indian, and although many are Machmir, but we have to remember that there is a very, very strong shita in halacha, which is the Rambam shita that chayli is considered bidei shamayim, which helps us out, especially in bidei situations when they're married already and the like. There are chuvas from multiple places, including Ravavadi Yosef and and and, and latter day places that discuss this exact detail. And then that's why when we mention Sriz Chama by 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 looking on the rush, we have the support of the Rambam. No matter what, so that helps us in under in structuring lahalocha. Now, Rabbi Brander pointed out that are, there are going to be different nafkaminas. What's the reason of tzuadaka? And the place can deal with this back and forth. In other words, there there's the reason of the chinuch, which is more because of uh, that's we don't want to be medamit to the to the to the to the umbas that castrated people, which doesn't have to do with ha'ilada. And then there's the reason of the Rambam and Mayurnuvchum and Sid say it's totally ha'ilada. Now I got I got emails in the past in the past week. Where do we find that that the reasons really should make a difference in the in the halacha? Why should reasons have you know that's time of the krah? So there are certain instances where time of the krah is built into the gather. Uh, there's a chuba sarosh that says when something is 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 nizgala that that's that the hege that that's the reason. So then it becomes part of the gather. There's a there's a chuba from uh, the teres chesed miluglin on this subject. But granted, it could be that even if the reason is because of Mayla, it doesn't make a difference. It's Xerus Akasav, the Bidei Shamayim, is going to be, is, is going to be mutter even if he's not Mayla. And there's going to be cases in Bidei Adam that even if he's Mayla, it's not going to be, uh, he's not going to be uh, allowed in Kal Hashem. And it could be that, that we don't look at the reasons, or it could be that they hold that the reasons are that it's not totally in Hailada. I have one Paisik in, 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 in Borough Park that emailed me last week when he said he got the safer. And he mentioned that, that the Divrei Chaim, he says, I didn't mention the Lavush, that, that, that the Divrei Chaim points out from the Lavush that it's not totally in Hailada. So the Paisikim are very busy with this, but it doesn't always make enough Kavina. It doesn't always make enough Kavina. So I also want to give a background now to the other side that the Dr. X started speaking about to give us more background. So, so far we spoke about the Tzura of the, of the Shvilim. We also spoke about Bidei Adam and Bidei Shemayim. Unfortunately, Rebel Yashiv was asked about those who went through the Holocaust and the Aleinu, they had the Rishoyim that, that sometimes did operations and cut off their testicles. Is that considered a heter of Bidei Shemayim or not? Because there is a Lushan of the Smag that says that Bidei Adam is only if it's Bipshiyasai. Unfortunately, uh, it's a very schwer heter and it's, it's, it's a difficult shayla. It's a difficult shayla. But I'm just bringing you practical ways with this, with this ramification. So that's Bidei Adam, Bidei Shemayim. So the third, the third point that Tysus brings in the Ein Hei Amaralif leads into Ein Hei Amidbeis is, is the Gemara that, that is, it seems to be a very, very schwer Gemara that says, Eitz Bishu Adaka, 
So it seems to me even one of the beitzim makes a, a person a psu adaka. On the other hand, the Gemara says, It's a blatant zero, right? It's, it seems to be a zero. So, so Tysus there brings brings the shita that that there is a difference between removing a full testicle and a crushed testicle. Like we see by Trefus, nitlo atchol is better than if it would have been nitzah. Uh, and sometimes it's better to remove something totally, there's less damage to the body than having something that's, uh, that's totally crushed. We understand that, obviously, infections or whatever else. So, so Tysus tells us that one testicle being removed according, it, it would not be a tzuadaka. As Dr. Agassi mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchanach was Machmir, and so was the Ramah. But in the Lushan of the Paiskim that Rav Asher Weiss writes in his, uh, in his letter to, to our Sefer, that finding Heterim for people who are Psuadaka is just as important as, as, as finding a Heter for, uh, for an Igun, for a, for a woman in chains, for a woman who isn't stuck that she can't get married. A man also can get has very limited options. He could, can marry either a, either a, 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 a Mamzeris or a Giyaris, and, and it's a very, obviously it's very limited options. There's nothing wrong with a Mamzeris or a Giyaris, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that, but, but it's obviously it's limiting. And so Russia White said we have to try to find as many tools as we can. And this is a perfect example that it's written that if one testicle is removed, although the Shulchan or Paschal that it's also, you will notice Chaim Velazhener is the Tshuva and other places throughout the generations were make on this. And there is a tzad to say that if you have a choice, it's better to remove the less te- left testicle, as one of the gears of the Yerushalmi, the Tysus brings down, shel yamin, as, shel yamin, as long as the right testicle remains. But the left testicle, if it, if it goes, it's easier. So I, we're going to ask the Dr. Axel to explain to us what should be the difference between the right testicle and the left testicle. Why should there be a difference? So we're going to hear that, and then we're going to go to the next swap, which is Sayyid Rafua, mentioned a few nafkaminas, and I think that... And so this is amazing because Rabbeinu Tam is almost a thousand years ago. So the the testicle, like any other organ, needs blood supply. So it needs an artery that brings blood to it, and it needs a vein to drain the blood after the you know arteries bring blood to an organ to bring oxygen that's bound to red blood cells, and then after the red blood cells have been removed, after the oxygen has been removed from the red blood cells. The veins have to take the blood back to the heart, which then pumps it to the lungs to be reoxygenated. That's the circulation system. So the anatomy is very interesting. The right testicle, the vein drains to the vena cava, which is the main vein that drains most of the blood back to the heart. Now, on the left side, the left renal vein, which is the vein that drains the left kidney, that's where the gonadal vein on the left side comes in. So it's at a right angle in terms of how it inserts. Now, during World War II, the United, United States drafted 12 million American men. Every one of those men underwent physical examination before they were inducted into the army. It was found 25% of normal men have something called a varicocele. Varicocele is a, a varicose vein of the testicle. You can feel it when you examine a man's testicle. It feels like a bag of worms. It's a little bit bulkier on that left side. And it has to do with the way the vein is, is connected through that left renal vein at a right angle as opposed to the way it is on the right side. What is it? So what? Okay, so most men with a varicose doesn't lead to any clinical problems. However, in infertile couples, when they come to see you and you test the man in a, in a hexadicker way, 
and you see there Sheikh Vazera has a low count. Let's say that we said the normal count is 40 million per ml. Let's say it's 10 million per ml. <coughs> so very often you have to think, the patient probably has a varicocele. You can examine them, you do an ultrasound, you see the varicocele. And in some of those men, we take them to surgery, we tie off these veins, and all of a sudden we see that the Sheikh Vazera count goes up. And now they can be, now they can have children. So what we see is having a left-sided varicocele weakens that testicle. It's a higher incidence of infertility. Somehow Rabbeinu Tam knew this, that the left, by having the right testicle is a much stronger testicle. So if you're left with the right testicle, uh, you're okay. If your left testicle was the one that's removed, you're not a tzuadaka. So that explains medically. Now we understand what does Rabbeinu Tam mean? The difference between a right and left testicle, we understand it now anatomically because of this varicocele. That's number one. Number two, shleimin. Because there were two ways to read that word, either shleimin. That means it was a different, when we remove a, when we go in at an auto accident, someone's bleeding internally, we open up their abdomen, we find the spleen bleeding. The treatment is you take the whole spleen out. You don't patch up the spleen and repair it, you remove the spleen. Unless you, in some cases you can, but that's why the, in Yudchas Trefus in Chulin, if you remove the whole spleen, you're not a trefus. If you damage the spleen, you're a traitor. Why? Because the spleen bleeds, etc., etc. So it's the same thing with the testicle. Removing the testicle whole is going to be much better than if someone's testicle had been disrupted or cut. Why is that? Okay. The brain, we have the brain-blood barrier. Many times, somebody in the Shtagadach has a cancer of the brain. We give them chemotherapy, the person's given chemotherapy, and you measure in the spinal fluid, you don't find the chemotherapy because the capillaries in the brain area prevents large structures from crossing the barrier. So you have to put the chemotherapy intrathecally, directly into the fluid space, and that's how you get chemotherapy into that patient. What's very interesting, the testicle also has a blood testicular barrier, and it's to prevent us from developing anti-sperm antibodies. We have couples, they're infertile, Sometimes you measure the antisperm antibody rate in the man, and it's very high. Maybe he had an infection, he had a trauma, he had a damage, and, he, and the area of the, of the seminous tubules was open to the immune system, and the person made antibodies against his own sperm. That's a problem for his fertility. So again, Rabbi Tom understanding that if he removed, the testicle was removed whole, so it was never exposed to the immune system. As opposed to if it was damaged, a knife, and you left it in place, that would have caused a problem with tzuadaka. Therefore, in, there, is a, there are cases of what's called testicular torsion, where it usually happens in a 14, 15, 16 year old boy as they're going through puberty and the testicles are growing, that all of a sudden the testicle can twist. Think about a rubber band holding a rock. If you twist the rock, the rubber band gets twisted. Well, that's important because the blood vessels that are feeding the testicle are in that spermatic cord. So if the testicle twists, it shuts off its own blood supply. Now if the parents bring the child to the emergency room within four to eight hours, I've, I've done maybe a hundred of these cases in my career, where there's acute testicular pain, you take them to the operating room right away. It's one of the few acute emergencies you gotta operate right away. You open up the scrotum, you see the testicle's blue. You untwist it, you can see the twist, you untwist it, and all of a sudden it pinks up. And you save the testicle, and you, you put some sutures in there, and you implant it so it doesn't twist in the future, and you save the testicle. On the other hand, some parents, the kid has pain, they don't do anything. 48 hours, 72 hours later, the thing is huge, they come in, severe pain, they come into the emergency room, 
and we take them to the opera room, it's a dead testicle. It's black. You cannot, you, you, you make a decision if there's no bleeding. So we've always been trained to remove them <laughs> to lead to an abscess, a sacrosophosphorus. But now we understand, and, and so some, so, so that torsion event will, will open up that testicle to antibodies and create antispermic antibodies, which is why one of the things we argue that we should, there's a debate, should you remove that testicle? Maybe you should be choishish for the sheet of the Rosh and say, well, even though it was Bidei Shabayim that led to the torsion, we shouldn't remove it because it's creating a Bidei Adam situation. On the other hand, it's going to lead to more infertility problems if you don't remove it. One of the Pleiskim suggested that it should be left inside, and we asked other Pleiskim that didn't feel that way. Right, who, who agreed with our approach that it's probably better to remove it, it fits with this concept. But what I want to say, it shows us what the concept of Tam understood. The concept of shlaming is better than parts because of perhaps the immunology that we've described. It's, it's another example where understanding the medicine and physiology behind it Shows us a window in what the restarting we're talking about. Yes. Right. Yes. Like the Avramadoldo. Some of the Pais yeah. said that. Some, Some of the Pais said that. You're cutting buster. Cutting buster of the Avramadoldo, where it's considered it's not connected. Is that I believe so, yes. Yeah. I believe medically be partial. Yeah. Okay, so the, the last thing that we want to end off with is once again this, this famous Marshal, and the Marshal in Yamsha Schleimer says that. There is a concept of of fixing something, and not even though through the fixing a person has to remove some of the testicle, make a hole in some of the testicle, in part of the testicle. Nevertheless, the Yamshish Shlomo Peretz writes, page forty nine. You have it here. Yeah, and in the safer page eighty one, it has asterisk. Right, right, that it's allowed, and I'm going to quote. Which Dr. X did explain, which is a kidney stone or severe hernia. And they know how to fix it well. And it's clear that he's going to be able to be myelid. That was very important according to the Marshal that there should be a hailada. And they don't damage the chutim. We don't have a a a right to possible. That means even though you played around with the chutei azera, nevertheless, he feels the marshal feels that if you're entering in order to rectify, in order to increase the hayladah. That would be okay, and any chituf that was made with tzarek refuah would 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 be would be fine. There are different uh, pilpulim in the in, in this marshal that you can look in the safer, and uh, and Dr. Axen already spoke to, spoke about regarding uh, a hernia or, or for example, testicular biopsy. You're making a nekev in the testicle, so from the ikaradin nekev a chaser. But based on this marshal, if if the chituf was done. For, you're, you're trying to heal the person, you're trying to make them moil it, and you correct it, you sew it back again, that's a perfect example of what we're Right, and, and, and a practical example is regarding Tessie and micro Tessie, because sometimes when you have, you have, you have a, a couple that, that uh, the husband's sperm count is at zero, but the uh, fertility doctor decides that if they go to the testicles and remove a part of the testicle and, and, and extract sperm from there, then they could uh, do a proper IVF treatment. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a procedure called TESI, which is a little more invasive, and micro which is less invasive. 
So the Paiskim uh, were asked about this, one of the questions that we asked the Paiskim, and they felt that based according, uh, uh, based on this Marashal, even testing, which removes part of the testicle, which should be a problem of Chaset, is not a problem because it's there doing it with Tzarek Rafua. All the more so micro-testing, which is something uh, very small. Everybody, what do you suggest? With Tzarek Rafua, the previous thing that Dr. mentioned, we're switching it to, to prevent from testing again. Is that Making a suture? Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same thing. The reason why we do a suture is to prevent it from twisting. Is that any We asked a bunch of price yeah. about the sutures, yeah. and they said that, it, that they felt also it was okay, and it could be because of this marshal that it's part of the Tzarek Rafua. They also yeah. didn't feel like it's, it's not a neck of Mufulish. Like, if you take a needle, a suture, and you put it right into the, the tunica albuginea, which is the outside surface, you're not even doing anything to the testicular substance. And neck it has to be a through and through hole. This is not creating a through and through hole. So we asked this Shaila, but is there any issue of suturing the testicle when you do a torsion? They didn't think it was. Tessie, no, testing is about chaser. That's talking about chaser, taking part mm-hmm. of the testing. You, you make a little incision in the tunica. The tunica albuginea is the, is the tough tissue that covers over the testicle. You have to open that up. You get a little bit of the seminiferous tubules, which is where the sperm is made, and you you cut a little bit of that, and that's brought into the into a dish, and under the microscope they identify some sperm, and they take that, and then we suture up the the testicle. That testicle is completely normal afterwards. So what fulfills what the marshal said that we are careful with how we correct it. We don't leave it open. It's not bleeding. It's not going to be, and therefore it's a koytech l'shemufu. Right, and the last thing we want to mention is regarding prostate uh, operations, which is very common, and we want to bring this to light, that it, that, that it used to be that uh, when, when prostate uh, procedures would be uh, performed, the surgeon would have to cut the, 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 uh, the, the tubes, uh, and there would be a serious issue of suodacum. So Dr. Akazim is going to explain that nowadays that is not the case, and we, and, and, and a, a surgeon has to be informed, or maybe he doesn't even have to be informed nowadays, because it's most times the prostate surgeries are not done in a way that are problematic. But it's important for uh, for Dr. Isaac to just explain to us this uh, this prostate uh, subject, and uh, that's going to be the and uh, that's going to be that's going that's going to be assigned this year. If you look at page nine. The same picture I showed you about the, you know, the vast deference leaving the testicle. And then the same for 110 and 111. And going to the ejaculatory duct. So it used to be that before antibiotics, or before good antibiotics, the standard operation <coughs> if someone had an enlarged prostate, we didn't have drugs like Flomax and Uroxetrol, these alpha blockers that I described before that caused retrograde ejaculation. The surgical procedure was we actually went down the Averagin, we went down the urethra with a telescope, and we shaved off the inside of the prostate. Now, I showed you that the ejaculatory duct enters right into the prostate. So sometimes it would be, it would be infection. If the, patient, if the patient had a catheter for a long period of time, bacteria would travel in a reverse fashion back to the testicle. And it would cause the testicle to swell up and they would get an <laughs> epididymal orchitis. To avoid that, the doctors would perform a prophylactic vasectomy. And Rav Moshe wrote his tshuva in the, in the 1950s, okay? And Rav Moshe, it, 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 but already was talking to urologists then, it says Nishalti to Dr. Bachko, that today already in the 1960s, they, didn't, they stopped doing that. Why? We had better antibiotics. There's still an incidence, one to two percent, if you get an infection, <coughs> you get an antibiotic. 
In, I've, I trained in 1981. We've never done a, there's no one who does a vasectomy at the time. But more thing, if you, I explained that if you remove the prostate gland whole, we do cut the shvilin, otherwise it's connected to the prostate, but it's inside the groove. We have the hetero, the chazonim, who said that if you cut the shvilin, when you do a radical prostatectomy, it also doesn't make you a tzuadaka. Uh, today, the procedures to deal with an enlarged prostate are much less invasive. We talk about a Eurolift procedure where we go with a telescope and you just staple the prostate open. There's a procedure called resume, which you use steam and you just put a little catheter in, into the prostate and you, you put steam in there and, it, and, and the, the, the hot water causes the prostate to shrink. We brought all these shilas to the current day post camera, Weiss and Zilberstein, which Klein, they all made their comments and thought that these were not procedures that would be difficult for patients. Uh, so, you know, 19, 2022, we had Rav Moshe, you know, who, who, who wrote a lot, wrote some about these issues, but that's in the 1960s. So, Baruch Hashem and Kal Hashem, we have the later, the, lab, the, the most late, the, the most current poskim who've commented and, and given now for the next 50 to 100 years, God willing, you know, direction for the Mori Hara on how to deal with these, with these issues. Thank you very, very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.